You are listening to the weekly sermon from Elevation Community Church in Blanchester, Ohio. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Phil Nelson. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit myelevationcc.org. Would you um, stand with me, if you don't mind? We're going to read an entire passage in the Bible. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs is known as the book of wisdom. The book of wisdom. The power and the importance of wisdom. If you're a mom or a dad or a grandma and grandpa, you understand the importance of wisdom. Of wisdom. And so it's going to be on the screen. Thank you, worship team, by the way. It's going to be on the screen. And uh, we're going to read the whole chapter 4. I just want you to just take in the words, and uh, from time to time, I'm going to ask you to read a paragraph. It's not in yellow, as it normally is, but um, just read loud and strong when I ask you, please. Hear, O sons, and that culture is talking to the sons, but God calls us sons. It's a, not a gender word here. Hear, O sons, a father's instruction. So this is a father writing to his sons, but this is also reflecting the heart of God, the father, to us. Says this, hero sons, a father's instruction. Be attentive that you may gain insight. For I give you good precepts. Do not forsake my teaching. When I was a son with my father, Tender, the only one in the sight of my mother, he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words. Keep my commandments and live. Can you read verse five and six together? Here we go. Get wisdom, get insight. Do not forget and do not turn away from the words of my mouth. Verse six, do not forsake her wisdom and she will keep you. Love her and she will guard you. Wisdom. I love verse seven. Listen, the beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. I love that. The beginning of wisdom is get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. This is talking about insight to the Father's heart and his mind, the secrets of God that was a mystery to people until the Holy Spirit or the revelation of God spoke his words. The beginning of wisdom is this, get wisdom and whatever you get, get insight. Prize her highly, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. Let's read verse nine together. She will place on your head a graceful garland. She will bestow on you a beautiful crown. Hear, my son, and accept my words that the years of your life may be many. I have taught you the way of wisdom. I have led you in the path of uprightness. When you walk, your step will not be hampered. And if you run, you will not stumble. Read verse 13. Keep hold of instruction. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Look at the focus 
the intensity of these words. Do not enter the path of wicked, the wicked, and do not walk in the way of the evil. Let's read 15 and 16. Here we go. Avoid it. Do not go on it. Turn away from it and pass on. Repentance, for they cannot sleep unless they have done wrong. They are robbed of sleep unless they have made someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn, which shines brighter and brighter until full day. The way of the wicked is like deep darkness. They do not know over what they stumble. Verse 20 and 21, ready? My son. Stay right there. Verse 20, my son, be attentive to my words. Parents, have you ever said that? Incline your ear to my sayings. Let them not escape from your sight. Keep them within your heart. Next. Let's read together this whole slide. Ready? For they are the light to those who find them and healing to all their flesh. Keep your heart. And put the, stay there. Keep your heart. Guard your heart. Why? Because it is, from it flows everything. You guard what is most precious to you. And God is saying, your heart is what drives everything in your life. That's why we need to guard it, protect it. Okay, next. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Let's read this slide together, starting with 25. Let's do it again, nice and strong. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. You may be seated. Keep that slide up there if you don't mind. Let your eyes look directly forward. He's talking about focus. In order to gain and pursue a life of wisdom and insight, it is all about the focus of your heart, the focus of your mind, the focus of your will, the focus of your emotions. We're in this series called Focus Forward. We're looking at what it looks like for our lives and as a church to move forward onto what God has in store, to look forward into advancing the kingdom of God in our lives, to look forward in how we can break the barriers that keep us just a church building and not the church we see in scripture. You see, we... We live Christian lives so often that are out of focus. And when they're out of focus, you cannot grow 
in healthy ways in the Lord. And if you're not growing in healthy ways in the Lord, you're not going to grow in the likeness of Jesus. And if you're not going to grow in the likeness of Jesus, you are diminishing or even squelching the opportunity of your witness to share the gospel through your life. So it all comes down to the focus of your heart. There's three points here that I just want to start off with to launch us forward in our focus, just like this image. It says, turn to clear the vision in the viewfinder. And earlier we learned that so often we don't even think about looking through the lens of an eternal perspective, looking through Jesus Christ, looking through the truth of God. The problem is, is there is a coin slot usually in the viewfinder. And if you don't deposit that coin, the viewfinder does not turn on its lens. If it does not turn on its lens, you cannot properly use the design of the viewfinder. And so often we live our lives guided by the Bible, but never depositing and opening our hearts to the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit to every believer was deposited within you as a guarantee of the promises of God. So it's deposited in you. You need to make that transaction in your life. But you cannot do anything of spiritual value, of eternal value, without the Holy Spirit equipping you to do so through the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Amen? So here's three things I want to present to you. Number one is what we fix our eyes on becomes our focus. Would you agree with that? As you're driving, what you fix your eyes on determines where you steer. That's why often when you're talking to the person next to you and you're looking at them and you're not looking straight ahead, you're going to start veering that way. How many of you are dealing with the phone or or selecting your song and uh, your eyes go a little bit too long on the phone than the road ahead and all of a sudden someone's beeping at you and giving you a signal that is not on their car, right? We got to focus on where we're heading and where we want to go. When you don't focus like we see in Proverbs 4, you find yourselves in a very slippery situation to where you're going to veer left or right into danger, territory, dangerous territory. What we fix our eyes on becomes our focus. And what becomes our, or excuse me, and what we fix our attention and thoughts on becomes our focus. If I tell you to picture a pink elephant wearing a purple hat and the trunk is blue, and I tell you, think on that. And now I tell you, think about something else. Think about something else. Think about Valentine's Day. Think about this. Think about this. What are you thinking about? You're thinking about a pink elephant. It's because that's the seed that was planted in your head. And it's so difficult as humans, the habits 
of what we put in our mind are seeds that are planted and will grow unless we learn how to pull those weeds and remove them. What we fix our thoughts on, our attention on, this is why music and media and social media and movies and entertainment are, they, they contend for our attention, not just when we're watching them. If you have kids, it drives you crazy when the songs that are on their shows stick with you all day long, right? It's not just because when it's playing, you're thinking about it. You're thinking about it all day long because it's planted in your mind. What we fix our attention and thoughts on become our focus. And here's the key. What becomes your focus ultimately determines the direction you will go. What becomes our focus, our emotional focus, our mental focus, our physical focus, our spiritual focus, what we keep our eyes and heart fixed on will determine your direction. Why do you think they spend all of the 31 chapters in Proverbs talking about wisdom, intently focusing and pursuing wisdom? Because what you pursue, you will focus on. And what you focus on will eventually get you to where that focus leads you. What becomes our focus ultimately determines determines the direction of our lives. And so I wanna, I wanna present this to you. Where do you want your life to be when your body has breathed its last breath and you are either, either in a coffin, an urn, or in the ground? Your physical body is over because of the curse of sin. When your life, when God says, your life on earth is complete, what do you want your life to be? What do you want said of your life? What kind of legacy do you want to plant in your life right now that will continue to live on when your body is no longer? Guys, this is so important. This is why I love doing funerals because it gets people to think about the inevitable and how they live each moment of their lives. So getting where you want to be when your life is complete all comes down to a moment-by-moment, day-by-day focus on what truly matters, and then implementing the disciplines to see it through. That, at the day of your last breath, will determine where your life is when you leave this earth and are welcomed into the kingdom of God if you've trusted Jesus as Savior. What you do in this moment matters, friends, where you want your life to be when your time here on earth is complete 
all comes down to a moment by moment, a day by day focus on what matters most to you. And what matters most to you is what you prioritize. And what you prioritize is what you will eventually complete and accomplish. What you prioritize, you will schedule. What you schedule, you will often do. Priorities. And friends, can we agree that even the Christian communities in America have their priorities messed up? Our focus is off. And until we start to get our alignment with our focus fixed on what the word of God says that matters most, we will be living out of focus lives. And so many people will not be able to see the gospel in you. This is huge. Our focus is everything. Just think for a minute. Take 30 seconds to think about. I'm not trying to cause guilt, conviction. Yes, that comes from the Holy Spirit, not me. But look over just your week of the priorities. The priorities you placed, but the priorities then that took over. What we deem important ultimately should get our focus. We are inundated, inundated with so many distractions and messages, pleas and offers and things that will tickle your ear and meet your needs. We are so obese in blessings and the luxury of living that we so often get out of focus. One of the biggest blessings of me, uh, I went to Africa three different times in my life. I have a heart for Africa. And I went to Ethiopia for seven weeks and the biggest lesson, by the way, speaking of missions trips, I'm just gonna give a plug right there. You can even put the image on, I think we have it, maybe not. Tiffany is leading a group of teens to go on a missions trip to Florida. It looks really fun and it's, you know, it's got a beach and you think they're just gonna have a lot of fun on the beach. No, they're, they're gonna serve like Jesus and they're gonna grow. But something, something that's so important, moms and dads with kids, teens, that you don't understand about a missions trip is it's more for you than it is really the people you're serving because God changes you before he changes others. And the biggest thing that I understood by going to a foreign country was that we are so blessed in America. Let me just say, toilets are amazing. Yeah. Right, Elliot? <laughs> Hand sanitizer is a blessing. We are richly blessed. And they are blessings. But here's what I learned. Those blessings so easily become hurdles and stumbling blocks if they become our focus. What in your life has your focus right now that is not Jesus Christ? Living, and, living for him and serving him and growing up in him. 
What blessings have become stumbling blocks in your lives? Well, how do I know if it's a stumbling block? If it is influencing your thoughts and your behavior. What are you thinking on? What are you focusing on? So I want to leave you with two points. The stem from Proverbs 4. Number one is you choose the lens that you view life through. You choose the viewfinder you live your life through. It's the beauty of the gospel, but the terror of the gospel. The yes, God chose you. You didn't choose God. God chose you before the foundations of the world. And he gave you Jesus Christ as a free gift and an offering. You didn't choose him. But you can choose to receive the work that he paid in full for you or not. You can choose to believe the truth of God. Or you can choose to believe the lies that our world lives by. You can choose to abide by your sinful nature or your new nature grounded in Jesus Christ and empowered by the Holy Spirit. You choose. It's the wonderful thing of freedom, but it is the very scary thing of our humanity. You choose the lens. How are you looking through life right now? How are you viewing your circumstances? Is it true? Is it through the lens of the gospel? Is it through the lens that you literally are dead in your sin and alive in Christ? How are you viewing politics? Are you out of focus? How are you viewing how you lead your family? your marriage, your job? What is the lens in which you view others around you? Let me even go one step further. What is the lens you are looking through and living through to the ones around you you cannot stand or that you don't agree with? It all comes back to the lens in which we view life. You are either going to look through the lens of the world view today. Or you're going to look through the lens of a biblical worldview. You have to choose. You can't do both. Are we going to see things through a biblical worldview Or are we going to look at a secular, fallen, broken worldview and live by that? You choose. But be careful. What you choose to focus on will lead you into the direction you focus. I'd like to give us two scriptures to expound on this point of the lens you see things through. First John says this, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Did, did you hear that? 
When you are walking in the patterns of this world, the love of the Father is not driving those footsteps. Nor can he bless those footsteps. Nor does he want to even be a part of those footsteps. This is wisdom, friends. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and the pride of life is not from the Father. Proverbs 4. But it's from the world. And the world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. You cannot have it both ways. Romans 12, 2 talks about the patterns and the focus of our mind because what grabs the attention of our minds becomes our focus, which drives our priorities and belief systems. Look in the mirror. What do you see? We could do this exercise and every one of you look in the mirror and I can tell you what system or viewfinder you are looking through by what you see. It's either going to be grounded and filtered through the truth of God or it is going to be through the world that is temporal, wicked, fallen, broken, and separated from God's presence. Do not, do not be conformed to the world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Say renewal of the mind. Renewal of the mind. That by testing you may discern what is the will of God. What is good and acceptable and perfect. It is, it is possible for you to know the will of God. It is possible for you to know what is good and acceptable and perfect. But it depends on the lens you are living your life through. It depends on where you're getting your information. And it depends on if you're allowing that information to transform you or not. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. You know what this is saying? Shift your focus. Shift your focus. Change your focus. Renewal, to me, is we renew our mind by being focused on God and the things of God. Are you focused are your thoughts, is your energy, is your mind and your finances and your will and your entertainment and your attention span, is it focused on the things of God? If not, you are out of focus. And we have to tune in to what God is saying to our hearts to clear the blurriness. You see, our lives are just a culmination of choices and results that are produced by those choices. 
How you see God, how you see yourselves, how you see others, how you see your circumstances. Do you see your circumstances as opportunities or as problems? This will test you what lens you're looking through. Do you see it as maybe even a blessing from God rather than how could God allow me to do this? But see the perspective through God's word and God's heart that afflictions and trials and tribulations are to be for your joy because they're going to conform you into the image of Christ. Why don't we see a lot of growing mature Christians in today's society? It's because we don't embrace trials anymore. We run away from them. We point the blame and we try to fix it ourselves rather than let God do the good work that he had started in us. The lens that you choose to view life through determines everything. And lastly, the second point of focus today is to fix your eyes. Many of you already are thinking of that song by for King and Country. Fix my eye, I, I, right? Okay, just me. I hope you can't get that song out of your head today because it's so true. When you fix your eyes on the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the word of God, your life will look different. And the direction you go will be the opposite direction of this world. Fix your eyes. Proverbs 4, this scripture right here says this, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. What's he saying? Fix your eyes. Focus. Open them up. Do you know the average attention span of the American adult today? Do you know how many seconds? You ready? Eight seconds. That's one less second than a goldfish. I'm not kidding. What is wrong with us? We're out of focus. Crazy. I'm 30 minutes in the message. You were way gone eight, in eight seconds of the message. <laughs> Ponder the path of your feet, then all your ways will be sure. Don't swerve to the right. Don't swerve to the left. Turn your foot from evil and keep focus on God. Where do you want your life? to end up this following weekend, let alone this following year will be determined by your focus. Couple things on fix your eyes. Just a couple illustrations. Number one, if you know anything about dancers, professional dancers, jazz, ballet, whatever it is, 
there is one basic principle that they learn from the very beginning. And that is called, they master the art of spotting. Spotting. Have you ever seen a figure skater spin so fast and yet not fall over on their skates? Man, if I did that, if any of us did that, let alone stand up on our skates, how do they do it? They spot. They spot. What is spotting? They find one object in the room. And as they turn, their eyes never leave that object. And once they can't see it out of that eye, they turn that way. And their eyes are always fixed on the one object that doesn't move so that when they're done spinning 15 times, have you ever done that wiffle ball relay spinning about eight, nine times? Yeah, it's hilarious. They're able to be stable and grounded. When we focus our eyes on Jesus, no matter the circumstance, no matter what's going around us, we are fixed on the cross. We are fixed on the word of God. We are fixed on the Holy Spirit. So many Christians, immature, not growing Christians are walking around their Christian life, going to the right, going to the left. They don't even know how to put one foot in front of the other. It's because they don't know how to fix their eyes on Jesus. The second one is a tightrope walker, someone that maybe construction that does high, high uh, buildings and and uh, what would you call them, high, high scaffoldings. But a tightrope walker, the basic principle you learn to master the art of looking straight ahead. How many of you are scared of heights? <laughs> what do they say? Don't look down. Don't look down. Keep your eyes straight forward. Look at the destination that is not moving an immovable object that is going to drive you and lead you to the destination. We're a lot like Peter when he gets out of the boat to follow Jesus and he looks around and he sees he's on water and he starts to freak out and he starts to see the winds and the waves and he keeps his focus on the things around him rather than the one who called him out of the boat in the first place. We need to keep our eyes straight forward. The third one, those of you who use your hands for a living, construction, carpentry, you all know that your focus has to be before you even touch the project is the blueprint. And in order to apply the blueprint, you need to have the solid, sturdy foundation and footer system, right? If the footers and the foundation are off, everything else is off. Your focus has to be on the solid foundation of the word of God, your understanding of who God is and who you are in Christ. If not, you will not be able to stand. So we need to keep our eyes fixed on the cross no matter the cost. We need to keep our eyes straight forward on the destination of what God has called us to persevere and endure to the end. And we need to fix our eyes on the foundation that we build our lives off of. And so as the band comes up, I wanna give you two applications with these two points. Number one, how will you 
align your lens today? How will you align your focus? Where will your eyes fix when you leave this property? And friends, this is a moment-by-moment discipline of renewing our minds and aligning our focus on Jesus. Look at Hebrews 12, 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Say these next three words, ready? Looking to Jesus. Your eyes are fixed on Jesus, the founder and perfecter of your faith who for the joy was set before him, he endured the cross. Despising the shame and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Would you stand as we do this next point? We're gonna align our lens and we're gonna align our minds. We align our lens and we align our minds. Can we read this together? And then we are going to respond in worship. Please know that the communion table is open for you to partake as you align your lens and your minds. The altar is open for you to align your lens and align your mind. We are available down front for prayer to align your lens and to align your mind. Let's read this together. If then you have been raised. Let's start over. Everyone together, loud and strong. Here we go. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Here we go. Set your minds on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your minds on the things that are above, not of the things of this earth, for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. Let's worship. Thank you for listening to our weekly sermon. If you'd like to go deeper with another resource from our church, please check out our weekly impact Bible study podcast as well. Both of our podcasts are available on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.